anything that's dead in our lives, or, or like we just prayed for those ones that's sick, it can be redeemed. All things are redeemable. It can be resurrected. And, that, and that's the good news of the gospel of Christ. Our scripture says he makes all things new. Starting with our spirit getting born again. He makes all things new. And again, if we just believe the gospel, that's what Jesus was constantly saying. You know what? He believed, therefore he spoke. And the scripture says we believe, therefore we speak. Jesus believed what the Father God told him. That as he allows himself to get crucified, he said he's going to raise him from the dead. So guess what? Jesus believed that and he constantly spoke that. They didn't. Other people, and when you're saying stuff from the scriptures, people might not understand what you're saying. But you know, because the word is near you, the scripture says in Romans 8, it's in your heart and it's in your mouth. That's the word of faith which you're speaking. You're speaking faith-filled words that came from the the word, so anything can, that's dead in your life can be resurrected. And Jesus proved that to us because he was raised from the dead. And the scripture says uh, that same power that raised him from the dead for us who are saved, born again, it resides in us. And remember, I'm still on the subject of faith to faith. And in that, that scripture in Romans 1, 16 and 17, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ Jesus for it is God power of God. So look over to your neighbor and say again, I got the power. So it's, but it's the power of God to those who, what's my favorite word? Believe. So again, it's to your advantage to just go ahead and believe the gospel. Because as you do, now you just connect yourself with, with the power of God. And all, that's why the scripture says if you can believe, all things are possible. All things are possible to those who believe. So it's about believing what the word says and I want to just say this about the word. Jesus is the living word of God, but Hebrews, Hebrews 4.12, guess what it says about the word? It says in Ephesians, it's the sword of the spirit, which is our logo. But Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is living and powerful. I told you you got the power. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing and dividing uh, joints and bones and marrows. <coughs> and it's a, a discerner of thoughts and tents of the heart, and there's no creature hidden from his sight. That means the word would, would, would jack up anything. It'll make anything wrong right, the word. But you have, to, you have to use that word. That's what Jesus did. He kept on saying, what, yada? Destroy this temple. And, and he, I'm going to keep on referencing that throughout because this is Resurrection Sunday. So you just got to know that. And that same power that raised them from the dead lives in us. And all we got to do is keep speaking the word only. Remember the centurion guy came to Jesus saying, heal my servant. He's at home sick of the palsy. Jesus said, okay, I'll come over there. He said, no, no, no. I know you're busy, Lord. You got a lot going on in your life. Kind of like Vince. You got multiples. You got a lot of stuff going on. He said, just speak the word only, and, and my servant will be made whole. And Jesus looked at this cat and like, whoa, you got the revelation. You understand the power of words. And the guy started explaining, I got soldiers, because I'm a captain, sergeant, lieutenant, colonel, whatever in the army. I got folk, foot soldiers under me, and all I got to do is say, drop down and give me 20. And they ain't going to give me no blip either, like some of y'all. He's going to go ahead and do it because they understand authority and words and order. And the guy told Jesus what his assignment, what his occupation was, and Jesus said, whoa, I haven't seen such great faith in all of Samaria. Meaning you, you understand the power of words, and that's why... We got to start as believers speaking the word of Christ. Because it'll resurrect. It'll resurrect. That's what happened. To, look, 
at Abraham and Sarah. Their situation got resurrected. Literally. Because <laughs> they was both beyond childbearing years. And they had a child. You know anybody that was 98 and 100 having a baby? Well, I do. Abraham and Sarah. <laughs> they had that. So, again, I kind of going to deviate my message. We're still on the point, and we'll be there all year from faith to faith. But this is going to be faith in the resurrection. Faith in we got the victory. Faith in the same power that raised Christ from the dead that lives in us. You got to know you got that. So, with that said, we're going to make a quick declaration. We haven't did this is my Bible in a long time. I think we need to do that. So everybody grab your Bible and say it like you mean it. Because this is a Resurrection Sunday, and you want some stuff resurrected in your life. I know I do. Man, I need a lot of things resurrected, man. Somebody's in here, cash has been on slim fast. <laughs> I mean, this is on a diet. And you want to resurrect it. You want to, that's the only thing you probably want uh, overweight in your life, huh? Yeah, y'all on that, but you want your you want your character to be on fat status, <laughs> overweight. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what is some other stuff? You want your relationships to be healthy, and that's what God wants. Uh, scripture says in Third John one, beloved, I uh, pray that you be uh, prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. That you prosper, be in good health, and your soul prosper. That's a renewing of the mind. And speaking of that, renewing of the mind and soul prospering. Grab your Bible, say you like say it like you mean. Say this is my Bible. This is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. I can do what it says I can do. Today, today. I will be taught. I will be taught. The uncompromised word of God. The uncompromised word of God. I boldly declare. Boldly declare. My mind is alert. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My heart is receptive. And I will never be the same. I'll never be the same. After receiving. After receiving. Ever living. Ever living. Everlasting. Everlasting. Incorruptible. Incorruptible. Indestructible. Indestructible. Word of God. Word of God. I also declare. I also declare that I am filled. That I am filled with the knowledge. With the knowledge of the Lord's will. Of the Lord's will. And all wisdom and, all and wisdom spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. I am not conformed to this world. I am not conformed to this world. I am transformed. I am transformed. By the renewing of my mind. By the renewing of my mind. My mind. My mind. Is renewed. Is renewed by the Word of God. By the Word of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And that's God's desire. I was saying it earlier that. The deal is God wants you to be conformed into his image, transformed, transformation. And then he enhanced faith to faith. That means you went from one level to another level. That's what God expects with his people. So when you speak to a disease, when you speak to sickness, it, it'll obey you like it did Jesus. Jesus was so bad. Not only he spoke to diseases and stuff. Remember, he spoke to the fig tree. Shoot, he spoke to a blind cat and he saw and he wasn't doing nothing no African day. He was just speaking the stuff. Because he understood that death and life was in the power of his words. What did he keep on saying, Yada? Destroy this temple every day. It's going to raise up. And then he did. He kept on speaking in line with, tr with the truth. God's word is truth. He kept on speaking in line with that. So that's why the scripture tells us to pray in this matter. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Again, here it is. Your will be done on earth uh, as it is in heaven. So that's what Jesus was doing. He was just speaking in line with heaven's best. With everybody he encountered, he spoke in line with heaven's best. The blind person. Lame. Lame means you was missing the body part. Jesus spoke to cats and their body parts grew back. Well, God kind of did that with Abraham too when he told him he was going to have a baby. He just said, you're going to be blessed. You're going to have a child that's going to come from your own 
own lawns. And here's the revelation. That's how we were originally designed to operate as human beings. That's why the Bible says in the beginning was the word. That's why in this ministry, after teaching on righteousness, we go to teaching you about the power of words and how to go from faith to faith and, and speak in words. Don't be speaking nothing that you don't want to come to pass. Because if you keep on saying negative stuff about yourself, guess what's going to manifest? Those negative things. So now you got to catch the revelation like God told Abraham. He told him, call things that be not as they were. Meaning, you call it like I said it. Remember, we just said, this is I am who you said. He said, you start talking like that. Start talking like you're a child of the most high God. You got to speak it, because the Bible says in Romans 8, real quick, go to Romans 8, I just want to show you something real quick. And this is in line with getting saved, born again, Romans 8. I'm just led there by the Spirit. And we're going to have a baptism this evening, which is good, because there's a lot, I mean Romans 10, I apologize. Because I kind of changed my message to uh, got the victory, buried with him. But it's, it's a resurrection message. So anything that's dead in our lives, if we believe, can be resurrected. Anything. Now I gotta say that you gotta stay consistent with that. You can't back up once you once you make the commitment, Mitch. You gotta. That's what he said about being saved. You continue in the faith. Once you make the commitment to go to the gym to lose 50 pounds, you gotta stay committed. If not, what's gonna happen? You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna get to your desire which you had a vision of. Because it wasn't because the, the, equip, the weight in motion fitness didn't work out. No, you didn't work out. Get it, literally, you didn't work out. Because they got all the stuff there. You paid for the membership. It's not, it ain't like the membership didn't work out. You just didn't commit to doing what you started. And it's just like us continuing in the faith or continuing in the word. You gotta continue, you gotta go from faith to faith. You gotta keep feeding on it. You gotta keep feeding every day. That's why Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. You gotta feed every day. That's how your faith's gonna grow. And you're gonna start, stuff is gonna get resurrected in your life. Keep on talking, saying what the scripture says. We referenced, uh, before we went live here, we referenced Psalms 112. That's a revelation for God's people. It says, wealth and riches shall be in your house. A lot of people don't know, I, I declare that daily, especially when the Holy Spirit brings it to my remembrance. I'm always saying it, thank you that because what you said is going to come to pass. What you said is the truth. You said wealth and riches are in my house. I agree with it. I'm going to say it too. And I ain't going to be apologetic and uh, hoping I offend somebody because they want to. People, you know what? People will really defend their right to stay in poverty. And when I say poverty, that's in health, in, in relationships, in, in, in finances. They'll defend their right to stay there. Because remember, we talked about being comfortable. They're comfortable there. That's the comfort zone. So here's the deal. Go to Romans 10, 8. I just want to show you something. Uh, okay, pick it up at verse 6. Uh, back that thing up like a rehaul truck. Pick it up at verse 4. Because I just saw something in verse 4. Look, because this is the resurrection Sunday. And Christ is the original resurrector. Look, verse 4. For, the, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who, what's my favorite word? Okay, drop down to verse 6. But the righteousness of faith speaks. I put a line right by that speaks to stop, to pause, to let me know righteous people speak. They speak in line with the word. Remember, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. 
for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So righteous folks speak the word only. So look what it says, verse 8. What does it say? Well, this is what it says. The word is near you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. That means it's in your spirit and it's in your mouth. And that's the word of faith, which a.k.a. the word of God, the word of righteousness, which we preach. So I'm going to say this about preaching. When you're, when you're preaching, you're basically speaking. You're speaking about the goodness of God. When you're out telling God about this, about God, blah, 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 guess what you're doing? You're preaching. You just probably ain't up on a podium, but you're on your own podium. But when you're talking about the goodness of God or revealing the promises of God or acknowledging God in your life to yourself or somebody else, you're preaching. Yes, that's why he said this is the word of faith which we preach. And faith comes how? And hearing what? The word of God. So, yeah, so that's what you should be always preaching. Well, I got to say this. When you're preaching it, you could be preaching it to some weak, around some weak, watered-down Christians or some unbelievers, they ain't going to understand what you're preaching. And when I say what you're preaching, what you're speaking, because they don't have what's called revelation. They don't have a revelation of it because they didn't feed every day on it. That's how you're going to get revelation, spiritual understanding out of the word. You've got to feed on it every day. You've got to ponder it. You've got to meditate. And then when the time comes, when you've got to pray for somebody's grace, it's going to come out. Because you've been heard it long enough. I was just thinking about that the other day. And I always use this reference about a favorite song. That favorite song of yours, really, you heard it, audibly. But guess what? It got down to your heart. And that's where you deposited that. And now, when you hear the, the beat again, you probably haven't heard that song in 10 years. Well, you know every word to it. Because you deposited it in the good ground of your heart. Which goes back to Matthew 12. A good person out of the good deposit of treasure of their heart brings forth good things. So everything we're hearing, because faith comes by hearing, whether positive or negative, we have a choice. We're depositing somewhere. We're going to reject it or we're going to deposit. So the revelation is, is get the word of God, deposit that in your spirit, because that's the truth, the word of God is. And then when you need it, deposit it. But as it's deposited, just don't park it there. Leave it. Meditate on it. Go back and do like a cow. You know what a cow does? They'll eat some grass, and then they'll lodge it somewhere, and they'll come back and regurgitate it and chew on it some more. You think it's gone, but no, they like, no, they put it way back here, and they'll come back and chew it on some more. That's what he said you need to do with the word. You park it in your spirit, but then you come back and chew on it. Meaning when your mind, remember how sometimes you're just daydreaming about nothing? <laughs> well, you can daydream about the word. You can ponder on the word. Sometimes, you know, our mind sometimes just draw the blank. Well, fill it up with the word of God, and in that, he's going to give you what's called revelation knowledge, a higher level of understanding. And now that word now becomes a sword of the spirit. Now you can use it to, to live what Jesus said he came to do, give you life and life more abundantly. Because man should not live by bread alone by every word. And that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to live by the word as it relates to what's going on in your life. So back to resurrection. So the word is near you. It should be near you. It's in your heart and it's where? That means you got to say it. If it's in your heart, again, here's the deal. Whatever in your heart is going to come out your mouth. That's just an automatic. So if the word is in your heart and abundant, it's going to come out. That's what God's desire is, that this word be in your heart and it's in your mouth. So with that said, we're going to do a resurrection message, still in line with faith to faith. And I got an AKA on it called We Got the Victory. Because to me, that's what resurrection, Easter, whatever y'all want to call it, to me, it's Resurrection Sunday. It ain't Easter. But it means victory. Victory in Christ Jesus. Meaning I can be redeemed 
I'm redeemed and restored back to the rightful place in a heavenly perspective before Adam messed us all up. So I have, the Bible says Jesus has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So I have to lay hold of all of those things. And it's really easy. I've got to stay in the word. I've got to listen to the word, hear the word, believe the word, and I've got to speak the word. I say that again with kids. That's how they learn their names. They hear it all the time. Constantly. And before you know it, they're saying it. So here we go. Here's our uh, Easter message. Go to, I don't know if they're in order, but I want to go to, because uh, we're having a baptism today too, so I want somebody to get some understanding out of that. Go to Romans chapter 4. Remember, Brother Mitch is getting baptized today. And I want him to get some understanding of what that means. And again, there is an order. And you can do it simultaneously. You can confess the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart with your, with your mouth and then get baptized. And I usually, when I baptize people, I ask them, have they received Jesus as Lord and Savior? And if they give me a yes, boom. They say no, and I ain't going to do that. I'm out. <laughs> I'm leaving. So, because you got to get saved first, then you get baptized. You don't get baptized first, and then come on and get saved. A lot of parents did that with their kids. They got them baptized, and they didn't know what that meant. So you want, the Bible says, uh, actually, before we do that, let's go back to Romans 10. I apologize. Let's go back to Romans 10. So I want to show you something. Go back to Romans 10. We're gonna, we left 8, go to 9. That's why I wanted to take you first. So here it is. Everybody's back there again? Yeah. So we said, the word is needed, it's in your heart, it's in your mouth. But the word of faith would be preached. Now he goes into the same, the scripture, he goes into a principle, but we also use this text of scripture on getting saved. Look, that if you confess with your mouth, uh-oh, the Lord Jesus, or you can just say the word of God. And what's my favorite word? Believe. In your heart. There it is, y'all. Believe is all in the Bible, because you got to believe. If you speak and believe in your heart that God has what raised them from the dead, you shall be what? You will be saved. And that saved is sozo. That's any, everything else that comes with that. Now, here's the, here's the law or the revelation right here. For with the heart, and that's not your blood pump, that's your spirit, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made. I'm going to paraphrase you're going to believe with your heart what's ever in your spirit in that bag that's holding words, and it's going to come out your mouth. Again, I, I always use this example. I tell people I can tell what you believe just by listening to what's coming out your mouth. Uh, on any subject, uh, if I bring up a subject and just listen to what you say about it, I find out what you believe about it. Now, it could be in line with the Word of God or it could not be. That's why it's important for you to be a student of the Scriptures because somebody can tell you anything and you'll go ahead and believe it. I always line everything up with the word. And I can do that because I'm a student of the scriptures. And if not, I know how to go get it, find it in the scriptures. Again, I have yeah, concordance and I know how to meditate and I know how to look up stuff subject-wise. So, okay, but let's keep on going. For the scripture says, and remember, I'm going to pause it. The scripture says, for 2 Timothy 3.16, said all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's what? Profitable. So, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. But look what it says. For the scripture says, whoever, what's my favorite word? Believe. Uh oh, on him will not be what? Put to shame. That's a promise right there. So, if I put my trust and faith in God through Jesus Christ, according to this, I'll never be put to shame. Now, I'm going to go through some stuff, huh, Keisha? But I ain't going to be put to shame. 
Because he promised me that. I ain't going to be put to shame. Meaning, I always get the last laugh. Meaning, I always win. Remember we sang the songs, I got the victory? He never be put to shame. Now look what he says. For there is no distinction between the Jew and the Greek. Oh, you better highlight this. For the same Lord is what? The same Lord is what? Say it with me. Stay with me. Rich to all who call upon him. What's the opposite of rich? Or so he's rich. Remember, anything can be restored because he's what? Rich if I got an old car out there that I bought for a couple dollars and I want to restore it, what I need to put in it? Some money. So I've got to have some. So remember, it's about redemption or re resurrection. Anything can be restored because here's the revelation. Because he's rich to all who call upon him. It ain't like he ain't got enough to get you back to your right place or get you hanging out with God will put you in a better position. So he's rich because you're on your way to hell and he's, now you're saved, you're on your way to where? Heaven. Well, you have access to heaven because the Bible says the kingdom of God is now inside of you. Mm -hmm. I guess I just went from poor to rich. Yeah. From hell being inside of me to the kingdom of God is inside of me. And also it says in Romans 5, 5, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts or our spirits by the Holy Spirit that was given to us. I guess that makes me rich too compared to the rest of you heathens. I got it going on. That's why I be telling people, if I wasn't saved, you know what I do? With all this understanding, I get saved. Because he just, let's go over the scripture again because I don't think y'all got it. Look, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. I mean, he got you covered. Anything you need. That was a praise moment right there. Anything you need, he's rich. Look at verse 13. He reinforced what he just said. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then he goes into saying, how can they hear without a preacher? And then he sums it up in 17. So the faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So you got to know that he's rich. So if you're dying and something needs to get resurrect, re resurrected, you got to know and you got to be able to communicate that to others. God is rich to all. He ain't looking at your past, where you came from. He just wants you to call on his name. And he says, I'm, I'll be rich towards you. Always go back to my first. I was telling somebody yesterday, I remember when I got saved, because I was kind of like Saul before Paul and Saul. Because God really revealed himself to me. And he revealed himself to me rich, richly. He richly revealed himself to me because he started favoring me and prospering me during that same season when he introduced himself to me. October 1998. And I think I got saved like a few months after that. Because I learned, I was reading the book of Romans chapter 10 and I found out how to get saved. And I just want to put this out here. It does matter what church you go to. Because my wife was going to this particular church and I remember reading this same verse that we read about him being rich to all who call upon him. And I told the pastor's wife, guess what? I got saved. Because with my heart I believe and with my mouth I say yes and amen that, that God sent Jesus and he raised him from the dead. And I told her, I believe upon that, believe in the confession, I'm saved. Guess what she told me? No, you ain't. I'll let you know when you get saved. Well, either she was right or this is wrong. <laughs> so I decided I'm going to let God be true and everything else be a lie. So I tell you, you'll get people that they'll love to keep you in bondage. They want to declare when you saved. My Bible says he is rich. I had called upon him. I called and said, Lord, I want to be saved. And he told me, well, with your heart, you believe. With your mouth, confess. You got to believe Back to that scripture that God raised them from the dead, verse 9, and you'll be saved. I say, yeah, I believe that. 
Remember, it's Resurrection Sunday. You got to believe God's able to raise some stuff from the dead. And a lot of Christians aren't even convinced. A lot of people ain't convinced. They want to get saved. Then you got Christians that just stay where they are. They're not convinced that God wants them third John 1. Prosperous and, and good health, even as their soul prospers. They don't believe that. They believe, oh no, I'm supposed to be like this for the rest of my life. I'm supposed to be written for the rest of my life. No, he said he's rich to all. Rich means abundantly supplied. That means God's got everything you need. And all you got to do is ask him for it. Well, you got to go in there. You can't just ask him for it. You better find a promise on it. Because we always let people know what you're standing on. Just like we just prayed for somebody. I used the scripture in the prayer of faith. He was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquity, chastised by our pieces of fire, by his That's what I'm standing on. What else the promise? So I just can't pray anything and, and God's going to answer it. I got to pray things in line with his will, a.k.a. his word. So now that puts it back on me to be a student of the scriptures. Because faith comes by hearing. I got to have understanding, okay, what's God's will? I can't just pray anything and think God's going to just say yes. And that's what the world taught you. You can pray anything and God will answer your prayer. No, God only answers prayer in line with his will. Again, you can make a request of me, but I can't give you what I ain't got. You can ask me all day long. Somebody asked me for a million dollars real quick. I ain't going to even promise it to you, my son. I can't give it to you. I can't loan it to you right now. Give me, a, give me a few months. <laughs> I'm, I just declared it. Give me a few months. I'm, but I can't give you what I don't got. So God's not going to give you what you don't have or what's not in his will. So once you find it in his will and you lay hold to it by faith and then you make that request. That's why he says, let your request be made known to him. Well, I can only request what's available. I can't go to a restaurant. I can't go to McDonald's and say, uh, give me a Whopper with cheese. <laughs> why? They don't have them. They ain't on the menu. You know that. <laughs> You know that I can't go to who that Ron DMC said had a song called "You Be Illin." They said you go to a, uh, a basketball game and yell touchdown. You can't do that. <laughs> Illegal, because you be illin. So you gotta ask. You only say touchdown and what? Hockey? No, that's football. <laughs> so anyway, here we go. Uh, so with that said, you gotta believe. You gotta believe. So go to Romans four. We gonna back it on up like a U-Haul truck. Go to Romans four. So this is a resurrection. This is my resurrection message, and what resurrection means to me. Romans six, I mean, six four. So here it is, and that's why you want to get saved. Romans six four. Ba 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 ba. Yeah, pick it up in verse four. Therefore, we who are born again saved were. Buried with him through baptism. That's where you're going today, Rich. You're going down, brother. You're going to be buried with him and baptism into the death. See, that's what I said. Easter or the resurrection was all about Jesus' death. It wasn't so much about him resurrecting because that's a promise that God made to Jesus. That was their own little personal faith thing. The scripture was that we believe that he died for our sins because the scripture says Christ died for the ungodly. Do you believe he died for your sins? Yes. And then the latter part is that God raised him up from the dead. I believe that too. But the most part, I believe he died for my sins. Because the scriptures say, he who knew no sin was made sin for me. That he died. And that, that means that somebody just took your place. Yeah, you were supposed to die, but I took the bullet for you. Is that good news? 
<laughs> I took it for you, but I didn't die, though, Mitch, because I'm, I'm made of steel, you know. I got the power. And that's what happened. He took the bullet for you. That's what the Secret Service do. They're supposed to jump in front of somebody trying to shoot the president. They're supposed to go take the bullet for him. That's service right there. That's why they call the Secret Service. They're performing the service. So look what he says right here. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, that's how he was raised from the dead. It says it right there. By the glory, or you could just say the power of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Because there you have it, Mitch. Now you, 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 you went down, you got buried, and now you're coming up a new person with a new spirit. Remember, he poured out his spirit in your heart. And you got to remember, did somebody look up that scripture for me? Tamara, where your scriptures at? You didn't give it to me. Um, Jesus got baptized? Yeah, Matthew Okay, we're going to go there real We're going to go there right after. So, okay, let's just do this one over, the latter part. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, I'm going to put your name right there, Mitch also should walk in the newness of life. Because you was dead. We went to your, we're going to your memorial service today. Well, you're coming right back up, brother. But you're coming up the new improved, the better one. Amen. Now, here's the scripture that goes with that. What, what was it, Tamara? Matthew what? Matthew 3. Matthew 3. Everybody go to Matthew 3. Because 313? Okay. Say that again. 13 through 17. Matthew 13 or Matthew 3? Matthew 3. Okay. Verses 13 through 17. Okay. Here it is. So, everybody say this. Repeat this after me. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. <laughs> okay, here it is right here. This is you too, Brother Mitch. Because you're, you're dying today. The old Mitch. The new one is going to be resurrected today. Newness of life. I mean, old things have passed away. What? All things going to come in. Move to the front of the class. <laughs> anyway, here we go. So, 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be what? Baptized by... By John, okay, the Jordan means the Jordan River. Okay, and John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, man. Are you coming to me? Verse 15, but Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. Verse 16, my Bible has a star by verse 16. That must be important. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. I mean, he wasn't sprinkled. Up from the water. Uh, this was going to happen to you, Mitch. And behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting, alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from where? Heaven. That's where it's going to come from, Brother Mitch. Who in heaven? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. He'll come from heaven saying what? I want you to put your name in here, Brother Mitch. This is my beloved son, Brother Mitch, in whom I'm what? Well pleased. Woo! Well pleased. That's what happened. Remember, scriptures say Jesus gave us an example that we should follow. That's why we get baptized. We just read the other scripture, buried with him, or we can't read it. So you said that was it. Now let's go back to Romans. Let's go back to Romans. Was it? Let's go back to Romans. So we were buried with him in baptism. Okay. 
Okay, I had a Romans, uh, oh no, Colossians, I apologize, Colossians. Oh, oh, no, 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 let's go back to Romans, let's stay there in Romans 6 again, because I shouldn't have stopped. We stopped at verse 4, let's go to 5. Let's go to 5, because I don't want to cheat you, I want to what? Treat, treat you. you. Okay, here we go, Mitch, this is for you. Okay, you're going to walk in newness of life, brother Mitch, after you get baptized, you should head that direction. Don't go, to, don't go back to where you came from. Sodom. You look back, you're going to get turned into a pillar of salt. <laughs> so you want to keep moving forward. You want to seek ye first what? You want to go that direction. So look what he says, verse 5. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, ooh, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his what? I told you he would resurrect anything. So in the likeness of his resurrection, we just found what happened when he got baptized. The heavens opened up and said, this is my beloved. Put your name in there, who I'm well pleased. You got to know that. God's well pleased with you. First of all, he's well pleased that you, when you heard his voice, you didn't harden your heart. Remember? The day you hear his voice, you heard his heart. You received his son, Jesus Christ, as the one who died for your sins. So he's happy with that. So now he says this. You've been united with him in the likeness of his death. Certainly, we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Now, you got to now get a revelation of the likeness of his resurrection. After, just know this here. Everybody listen. When Jesus, Jesus didn't do no miracles until after he got baptized. After the Father made that confirmation over him. This is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. Previous to that, he did no miracles. Right after that, he went on. Guess where he went in his first miracle? Y'all know that. Well, all y'all party goers know what his first miracle was. What was his first miracle? Yeah, for y'all religious folk, y'all don't like to reference that. But he went to a wedding, a party, a reception. Y'all know how the wedding reception, especially y'all black folk. Y'all know how the wedding reception, especially y'all Mexicans. Y'all know how the wedding receptions can go. It's, it's going on. So ain't nothing changed. Nothing new under the sun. Jesus goes to this wedding reception. They're having fun. And the Bible says, before that scripture I referenced earlier about money answers all things. You know what the, the verse is before that? Wine make it merry. M-E-R-I-Y. You know what wine make it merry means? Wine make you feel good. <laughs> That's what he's talking about. So they were at this wedding at Cana. Jesus was invited. As a guest, he went there. These cats that ran, because there's so many people there, they done ran out of wine. The stuff that make them merry. And uh, Jesus' mama told him, well, Jesus, it's your time to get your shine on. And Jesus responded, no, it ain't. And I guess he must have got a word from above, from the higher up, and he decided, yeah, it is my time. So he gave them cast some instructions. He said, go get those big pitchers, because that's what they had in water. It was actually pitchers to wash your hand in. He said, you go get those pitchers, and you guys fill them up and bring them back to me. And it was like 15 gallons each. They did that, and boom, Jesus... He didn't do no long thing. He didn't put, pull nothing in it. He spoke to it, I believe, and just called it the best wine. Because the guy said, you made the best wine. And that's a revelation on that. This is about redemption and making all things new. Because here's the deal. My pastor preached on that, making the best wine. And I ain't the smartest cat in this room. How long does it really take to make the best wine? Now, don't get religious. Just think about, you're going to make the best wine. What's the process for making the best wine? What's the first thing you got to do? Smash grapes. You got to do what? Smash grapes. What do you got to do before that? 
You got to plant the you got to plant the grapes first. You got to do that first. You you, you got to plant because you you want your vineyard guy. You got to plant the grapes and then there's a you don't get them the next day. Remember there's seed time and then there's you got to harvest the grapes and then you got to do what? What'd you say? You with the phone in your hand. You got to smash the grapes eventually. Okay. And then what else you got to do after that? Because it's a process to make the best wine. Get the juice out. You gotta when you smash them, I guess you get the juice out. But you gotta you gotta you gotta sit there after you smash them, blah, 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 do all your hook up. Then you gotta let it do what? Ferment. What's that mean? That's some waiting time. You gotta let it ferment for what? Twenty four hours? Years. Years. That's what I'm talking about. You gotta let them ferment for years. This cat said, and I ain't going to the scripture right now. I'm just saying my heart is in my mouth. The wedding guy, the wedding coordinator, came back after he tasted. He said. Hey, well, somebody at the, the event told the wedding guy, hey, most cats, when they have a wedding, they put the good stuff out first, and when it's all, everybody drunk, they pull out the rock gut, the, the cheap stuff, because they're already drunk. So they just want to keep drinking, let the party keep going. He said, but you save the best to last. And again, how do you make the best wine? Jesus made it just like that. He went through, he, he made the guy see just like that. He did stuff like that. I told you, resurrection, all things new, newness of life. He made the best wine, so that's what he does. So I say this, that's what we hooked up with. So when I talk about Jesus, resurrection, God, the word, I'm thinking best, victory, quick, with the quickness, and he can do that. So here we go again. Uh, Y'all got me off on that one. Okay, back to verse 5. If we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly... We also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. All things new. Okay. Knowing this, verse 6, that our old man, uh-oh, there you go, Mitch. Your old Mitch will be crucified with him, that the body of sin may be done away with, that you should no longer be slaves of sin. Ooh, that's a revelation right there. Because whom the Son sets free is what? Free. You are free. So he says now, you don't really have to be a slave of all of that crap anymore. Now, you can choose to be, but you don't, you're set free. You don't have to be a slave to debt. You don't have to be a slave to low self-esteem. You don't have to be a slave to inferiority complex. You don't got to be a slave to poverty. Remember, because he's rich to all who call upon him. He said, okay, so what are you choosing? Well, I want all my stuff resurrected. Because I should be in the likeness of your resurrection. I want everything resurrected. Resurrected means something. We always talk about we want a, uh, what's that thing we're saying? We want a revival in church. In the church of Chico and all that. You know what revival meant? What's the opposite of a revival? It means it's dead. I thought he was the resurrection, the truth and the life. So if something needs to be revived, that tells me it's dead. So I don't need to be revived because I have access to the resurrection. Everything I know is redeemable with Christ. That's why we tell people, you get, I hear so many stories, people won't come to a church service because they think they did something in their life that's just so bad that it's not redeemable. And the church has helped promoting that lie. No, you got to let them know he's rich to all who calls upon him. He makes all things new, it says in Revelation. He does. So that's why he goes and tells us who got saved, born again. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He don't even want you thinking about your past no more. Because you're a new creation in Christ. All things are new. You've been resurrected. So he said, since you've been resurrected and you'll continue to be resurrected, why don't you just act like it? 
So do like Abraham and call things that be not. Jesus said in John 15, you're already clean. He said, because of the words I've spoken of, you're already that. So act like it. You're already in the royal priesthood, a holy nation. You're in the God class. Why don't you just act like it? Resurrected. We back, look at here, I got the heavenly realm. We're, we're back in the heavenly realm. Adam got us kicked out. Jesus restored us. He's called the last Adam. He got us back in there. So now he says, walk, walk by faith. Walk in the spirit. You won't fulfill the lust of the You won't go back. See that line right there? You won't go back down there. If you stay up here, stay in your class. Remember on an airplane? You could go in first class. What's that? They got the other class in the back. I'm going to stay in my class. I'm in the, we're in the God class. That's what it means to have newness of life. You're now in the God class. So Bishop's getting baptized today. You got to know what that means. You've been buried with Christ Jesus, and now all things are new. Speaking of that, let's go to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Just give you some scriptures on the resurrection. This is my resurrection message. It's one of victory. All things are new. I got the power. Right? Remember, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, boys. The power of God. So anything that the enemy can throw at me, I have the power to, uh, to overcome it. Yes, my mic just went off, but I still got the power. <clears throat> I got the power. So here we go, Colossians chapter 2, 12. 2, 12, 2, 12. Oh, 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 I got something else for you. Let's pick it up at verse 9. Verse 9, verse 9, verse 9, verse 9. Okay. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And now put your name in verse 10. And you, put your name right there, are what? <coughs> Complete. I hear pages turning. Why take y'all so long to get to Colossians? Okay, I'm going to slow down right here. You are complete. What's the opposite of complete? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're complete in him. So you got to know that. So stay in his righteousness. Remember, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his position. You're complete. So you're complete in him. Look, who is the head of all principality and power? Verse 11. In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. I ain't going to get into that. By putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Verse 12. Look. Buried with him in baptism in which you were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven some of your trespasses. Oh. All your trespasses. That's what I'm talking about. See, now you see how he makes all things new. He don't give you a half of a car wash. Would that be messed up? You go uh, to a car wash and they just wash one side. Or you go order a whole pizza pie and half of it's gone. No. He said, I, I, I do it all. I give you a complete job. I'm going to detail this. But you need to, like, I like, like the scripture in Isaiah, you got to stay in the potter's hands. Because as soon as you get out of his hands, you're going to remain a crackpot. But as long as you stay in his hand, he's going to continue to mold you and shape you, conform you to the image of Christ. He's going to continue to do that. So you got to allow him to do that. And that's why the scripture says, all scriptures are given by inspiration of God and it's profitable. For doctrine, for reproof, for say it with me, for correction. You got to let God or the word of God correct you. If you don't, you'll never get to your destiny. You'll never experience that resurrection to the degree that he wants you to because you refuse to be corrected. You don't want nobody else to, and I heard a pastor say this one, we're in a generation, can't nobody tell us nothing. 
We don't want nobody to tell us what I'm going to do or none of that. He's like, and I was just reminded how I have spiritual fathers. He said, you got to have somebody that you're accountable to. And we're in this generation. Can't nobody, you can't tell me what to do. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I'm my own man. Like, okay, how's that working out for you? You have to be, actually scripture tells us to be submitted one to another. And, if we, and I know this world, we've been conformed to this world so much. They told you, you ain't got to listen to nobody. You ain't got to listen to your pastor, man, that five-fold ministry. That's old, man. That's played out. Okay, I'm going to keep on submitting to the word. And it's going, and my stuff is going to keep getting resurrected because I'm going to allow the word of God to correct me. And that's what I'm saying, Mitch. You're getting baptized today. That tells me you're a new believer. Be, be willing to be corrected by the word of God. Don't let no religion correct you. Let the word correct you. And, and I do this when people want to correct me. Show it to me in the word. I'll submit to it. Don't just give me what your opinion is. I'll, if you show it to me in the word, I'll humbly submit to it. Remember? Humble yourself under the what? Mighty hand of God, which aka the word of God, he'll what? He'll continue to exalt you. Well, let, let's just let's change that word to exalt for resurrect. Same thing, right? Yeah, he'll resurrect you. But if you say, I'm going to stay here, I ain't doing that, I'm going to do my own thing, I'll see you right there next year. And I, I'm going from faith to faith, but you stay, I, I'm going from faith to faith means resurrection to resurrection. It's a resurrection message. And you just stay right there because you refuse to allow the word of God to correct you or to use it for instruction and righteousness. So with that said, where we at? When we stop at, okay, 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 verse 14, because it gets better. This uh, baptism, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. That's what Jesus did with your sins. So when you, because you got buried, and actually usually when they bury you, they put you in a box and they do what? They got to nail that sucker, because you, you might want to come out. No, they nail that and they put you in the ground. But in this case, you're getting spiritually buried, and you're going to come up a new creation in Christ Jesus. So here we go. Uh, uh, we got one more, Romans, Romans 5, 17. I got two more, and they're both from Romans. So here's the deal. Like I say, the resurrection message is a good one for me. I love it because I understand the benefit of being saved. And if you think it's a, a burden to be saved, and that's your mindset or your belief, it's not going to prosper you at all because you think it's a bunch, about a bunch of rules. It's about correction. And parents know this better. We tell our kids stuff from our wisdom because we've already been there, done that, got the scars to prove it. So we can tell you from our wisdom, hey, you know what? You should do this. I do that with my kids all the time when they're grown. Now, they may not listen, but I, you can't say I didn't drop it on you. And that's what God is. He's our Heavenly Father. He's given us his word, his wisdom. He said, okay, apply this to your life. Because remember, the same, the resurrected one, Jesus, has come to give you what? Life and life more what? He didn't come to make it worse. He came to make it better. But you got to submit to it if you want to experience the better. Or I'm going to say the resurrection. If you want in that area, whatever area that is in your life. So here it is. Because here's the promise. And here's the vision that God has for us. Verse 17. Um, oh, man. There's so much. I'm going to pick it up at verse 14, for, just so I won't cheat you, because I want to what? Treat you. Here you go, verse 14. Nevertheless, everybody there, Romans 5, 14. I want to hear hallelujah when you're there, because I want everybody to get this. Okay, here you go. Everybody's there. Nevertheless, I told you, you didn't, you didn't start saying, who started saying? 
There you go. So here it is right here in the word. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam. That's us. Who is a type of him who was to come. I put Jesus right there. But the free gift is not like the offense. Jesus brought the free gift. It's called righteousness. Okay. For if by one man's offense, many died. Who's that one man? Offense? Adam. Much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abound to many. Jesus brought the gift. Okay. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned, Adam. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. Sin brings condemnation. But the free gift which Christ brought, which came from many offenses, resulted in justification. That means declared righteous. For if by one man's offense death reigned, that's Adam, through the one, much more, here we are, those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. That's what resurrection looks like to me. I reign in life. You know what reign in life means? I never lose. Ever. Because I stay in the game until I win. We're going to keep playing until I win. It ain't over. Because my Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence and the what? Violent taken by force. I'm violent in my faith. I got radical faith. I mean, I'm a believer. And I talk about that believer. You got two types of believers. You got unbelieving believers and you got cats like me, believing believers. Oh, I believe everything is resurrection. It was resurrectable. It can in Christ Jesus, because I'm gonna take you to another scripture that confirms that before we leave. But here we go right here. Uh what did I stop at? Uh reigning life through Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm gonna stop right there, because uh we should reign in life and looking at the time. So real quick, let's go over to uh, Romans 8.11. So here's the deal. We're, as saved people, Mitch, we're supposed to be ruling and reigning in life. Not like ruling and reigning over us. Because remember, we're in the God class now. Death, we sang a song for worship. Death couldn't hold them down. Well, it shouldn't be able to hold you down now because you're constantly being resurrected. As Knowledge is being revealed to you because you can't fake comes by hearing. So when you hear a promise and you lay hold to it and, and stick with it, you got resurrection now. You got to go through the process, but you still win. You got to know that. So here we go. Romans, this is my last one. Romans, I promise. Romans 8 11. I promise. <laughs> this is the last one. I don't know y'all say that on Facebook. Like, oh, this is the last one. And we started late. But this is the last one because Mitch is getting baptized today. I want him to know what that means. 811. Romans, oh, I'm at Romans. Now, nah, Romans 811. Here we go, right here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I got to back it on up like a huge haul truck. Let's take it to uh, verse 9. Okay. No, make it verse 8. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That, that means those who don't walk by the word. We're all guilty of that. So when we're doing that, we're not pleasing God. Just know that. He says, but I told you God calls things that be not. He already calls you to victory. Look what he says in verse 9. But you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, yes it does, because I'm saying born again. Now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Well, that ain't me, because I got the spirit of Christ. 
And if Christ is in you, look, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the same spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, resurrection message, dwells in you, you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. I mean, that same spirit, it, it lives in you. So remember, you're always resurrected. You're always winning. But you got to know this, and you got to meditate on that. Because the devil will come and steal that truth from you if you allow him to. That's why he says, I want you to meditate on what I said. Constantly think about it. And anything that's contrary to what I said, because what I said is truth, he said, push it aside. Scripture says it like this, cast down every thought and every vain imagination that attempts to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. I got to push it back. Well, knowledge of God, I got to be a student then because my people are destroyed for what? If I don't know, I'm going to be destroyed. I have a victory, don't even know it. I got an umbrella that you don't know what it's for when it's raining. I'm using it as a cane because I'm cool. But anyway, no, you got to use it. So you got to. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. So you got to know you rule and reign in life as a king. That's what resurrection day or resurrection message means to me. I win. I constantly win because I'm going to, again, I'm going to use the word of God and I'm going to meditate on it. And, I, and I'm not going to be ashamed to let it come out my mouth because the scripture says, again, the word is near you. It's in your heart and it's in your mouth. That's the word of faith which we speak or preach. I'm going to keep on preaching the gospel. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, if they go to napping, I'm going to go to slapping. I'm just playing. That's a big evidence. So you know what? That's going to do it for this resurrection message. Hope you guys got something out of that. And just remember, in all you're getting, get understanding. And just remember, we walk by faith, not by sight. And this is Resurrection Sunday. And we never like to close our service. Even you guys online just watching without giving you an opportunity to get born again, get saved. Again, make Jesus Christ the, the, the Lord of your life. The Bible says, again, if you believe in your heart, your spirit, and you say yes and amen with your mouth, that God sent Jesus to be a sacrifice, a sin sacrifice for all humanity, and that Jesus died and God raised them from the dead, the Bible says if you say yes and amen to that, upon that confession of faith, you're born again, you're saved. It's by you believing what the word says. And then, yes, you follow it up like Brother Mitch. You get water baptized. And then you continue to follow up by being in a good Bible-based church and get with the word, not become a member. Scriptures don't say nothing about members. It says get to be a disciple. Get disciple means a student of the scriptures and grow and start going from faith to faith. And you'll be a world changer in Jesus' name. And that's going to do it for me. I'm out. And uh, I'll see you guys at the baptism.